What a delight it is to be with you. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you during these days. These are great days. Days when God is at work among us, at work through us, and we look forward to all that he can do in us. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you with joy. Joy because you are here in the presence of Jesus Christ. And we pray that you will indeed reveal to us in these days the meaning of your cross for our lives. Oh God, let us not merely hear words. Let us encounter the word. In your name we pray, amen. We're talking these days about the way of the cross. And this morning I want to ask, why the cross? I mean, Jesus was incredibly popular. Thousands followed him. Many understood this is the Son of God. This is the one who has fulfilled all of the prophecies. And yet, and yet, the cross. Why the cross? He went to the cross because he was destined to the cross. I don't know whether you caught the words there in the scripture that was read. He was foreordained before the foundation of the earth. And in the book of Revelation, we're told he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. Now, we're not going to talk here about foreordination and free will and all those kinds of things, but what we are going to say is, before time began, the cross was in the heart of God. God knew we would fall, and God was prepared to do whatever it took, whatever it cost, to deal with that. He was destined for the cross. But the cross? Death, perhaps, yes, but the cross? Yes. Yes. The lamb slain from the foundation of the earth? What is all of that sacrifice? What is that whole thing about every morning and every evening a lamb dying? Because... We're not buying off a cruel tyrant. That's not the issue with our sin. No, sin is a matter of life and death. There is no forgiveness of sin apart from the shedding of blood. And so John the Baptist, seeing his cousin coming across the field, could cry, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Because you see, all of that blood pouring down across the altar in Jerusalem through all those years, all the blood of bulls and goats, that cannot atone for our sin. The prophet Micah saw it, and he said, if I gave my own son, that wouldn't do it. Because... Truth to tell, my son has his own sins to deal with. So who, whose blood could atone for my sin? 
your sin. God's. And when God knew before the beginning of time that we could fall and falling would need atonement, He was prepared in Himself. Oh, my friends, don't listen to this stuff about, oh, God was the first child abuser. It wasn't God saying to His Son, you go die. It was God saying to Himself, I will die. Before the foundation of the earth, he was prepared to die. Why did the, Jesus go to the cross? Because he was destined to the cross. Why did Jesus go to the cross? Because he was betrayed to the cross. Betrayed by his friend. Through the centuries, people have wondered how, how possibly could Judas have done this? And so there have been hundreds of conjectures. Oh, well, he was just trying to provoke Jesus to start his kingdom early. The Bible is very clear. He betrayed him for greed. Greed. He wanted to get what he could out of this thing that was evidently falling apart. He'd gotten into this because this was the king. He was going to promote his 12 to the highest places. Everybody knew that. And now the poor fool was going to get himself killed. Jump while you can and get whatever cash you can while jumping. Oh my. Oh my. So it has been from the very beginning. What was the Garden of Eden about? I must supply my needs. My friend the snake here tells me, God isn't going to give me what I need. So baby, I got to get it. I got to get what I can while I can. That's where it all started. And it came right up to the end. He was betrayed by human greed. But it wouldn't have happened just through Judas. No, he was betrayed by his people. And why? Why? Because this Jesus talked about surrender. This Jesus talked about laying down your life. This Jesus talked about giving yourself away. No, 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 no. We've figured it out, God. We've read your book. We understand we do this, you do that. It's a deal. And we've got it knocked. And if you don't produce, then we don't do. Give ourselves away? You've got to be kidding me. Crucify him. No, no. I want a God with whom I can make a deal. I don't want a king who calls me to kneel. Betrayed by human greed? Yes. And betrayed by human rebellion. We will not submit to you as our king, Jesus Christ. But it still wasn't over. The Jews could not have killed him. The Romans 
had held for themselves the power to take life. It wouldn't have happened without the Roman authority saying yes. And why did the Roman authority say yes? Why did Pilate do it? It's interesting, one of my teachers said once, do you suppose Mrs. Pilate, when she named her little boy Pilate, knew that people would be naming his name 2,000 years later? Yeah. Why did he do it? He knew Jesus wasn't claiming to be any earthly king. He understood that the Jews were doing it out of envy. Why did he do it? Oh, because he knew that if he didn't do it, the Jews would send letters back to Rome saying, hey, your guy here, he's not doing what you told him to do. Human greed, human rebellion, human self-serving. So it has been from the beginning of time. This is why Jesus couldn't have died as a result of a mugging <laughs> or as a result of getting hit by a runaway chariot. No, 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 no. He had to go to that place of outright determined execution betrayed there by human greed, human rebellion, human self-serving. Yes, he went to the cross because he was destined for the cross. Yes, he went to the cross because he was betrayed to the cross. Is that all? No, no. He went to the cross because he chose the cross. Oh, those last six months, the Bible says he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And the disciples are saying, well, what is it with him? I mean, I mean, man, you know, you know how the leaders feel about him. If he goes up there, they're going to kill him. I mean, Peter, what? He set his face. And when the troops came, Creeping through the darkness. I have to tell you, I don't like the movie The Passion very well. Because I don't think it portrays it as the Bible portrays it. They came creeping through that olive grove. Really scary place at night. All those wrinkled branches. All the shadows. And, and, and this Jesus character. I mean, they'd heard what he could do. I mean, he might turn them all into frogs. And so they come creeping, two o'clock in the morning. They're going to get this helpless, bleaching lamb and drag it out to the slaughter. Oh, no. No, no. I love the picture that we have in the Gospel of John. Jesus steps out of the shadows and says, Hi, guys. And he says, we're looking for Jesus. And Judas came and planted the kiss. And Jesus said, who are you looking for? We're, we're, 
We're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus says, I am. And the Bible says they fell backward on the ground. And he says, guys, get up. Let's get on with this. Peter pulls out his sword, whacks off the guy's ear. Jesus says, Peter, put it away. Don't you understand? If I wanted to escape this, I could have called 10 thousands angels. But for this hour, I came. Jesus chose it. He went to the cross because he understood that your destiny and mine hung upon what he would do on that instrument of execution. He had you in mind. He had me in mind. You say, but wait a minute. What about Gethsemane? Many, many people have gone to their death singing. What's this business about sweating drops of blood? Father, is there any other way? Ah, Jesus understood. Tomorrow morning, all the sin, all the grief, all the horror of this broken, fallen world for all the centuries of time would fall on his shoulders. And within the heart of God, is there another way? Within the heart of the one who is life, is there another way? No. No. There is no other way. Destined to it, Yes. Betrayed to it? Yes. Chosen for you. Chosen for you. Chosen for me. Oh, my friends, the question then for us is, will we choose the cross? In the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, we're told he will see the fruit of the labor of his soul and be satisfied when you make his soul a sin offering. I had the privilege, I guess it was, of being in the delivery room when our third child was born. I say privilege. It's kind of tough when the only thing you can do is say, push. <laughs> You've been there, I hear that. <laughs> and I have to tell you, when Peter was born, he was the ugliest thing I ever saw in my life. 
He was red and ugly and wrinkled and yowling. And they laid him on Karen's breast. And it was like watching the sun come out from behind the clouds. She was satisfied. Out of all that horror, out of all that tragedy, when we bring the broken, bleeding body of Jesus to the Father and say, Here, Father, in my place, Jesus will see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. Oh, but what a tragedy if I should say, I don't need any sin offering. I'm one of the best people I know. You don't believe it? Just ask me. Then we have a stillborn. No, no. He chose the cross. Will you choose it? Will you throw yourself at the foot of the cross and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Let's pray. And as our heads are bowed, I ask, where are you today? You are a good person. Everyone around you knows it. but not good enough. Not good enough for heaven, that spotless place before the spotless God. Will you choose the cross? Or perhaps, perhaps, years and years ago, you chose the cross. Bless his name. Will you today renew that choice? Yes, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you that though you were destined, though you were betrayed, you chose the cross for me and I choose the cross. I want to see that look of satisfaction on your face. It was worth it all. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we've prayed. Amen. Wow. Thank you, John. What a blessing. What an incredible message, and we come and let us respond as we sing together our hymn of invitation. And at this time, if you feel like you want to say yes to Christ, or if you want to say, Lord, I want to rededicate myself to you, our altar is open here, and we are all available here if you need someone to speak with afterwards. We invite you.
Let us stand and sing together. <laughs> 